So you told me that you work out. What's your favorite exercise? Oh, my favorite exercise, eating. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is why I think you and I connected so well together because that is exactly my favorite thing to do too. To eat, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. You but, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, some some days I like cardio and some days I like lifting better. I mean, lifting certainly has changed quite a bit um, from, you know, back, back in the day when I was a young one. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you on that. So, well, are you ready for the Mike is Listening show, sir? Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Awesome. Let's kick it off. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. This is the Mike is Listening Show. My name is Sia, and we are back for another great episode this week to talk about authenticity, but also just talk about business storytelling in general. And so I will be in introducing our guest, Mr. Fer, Mr. Christ, Christoph Trapp, in just a minute here. But I've got to try different today and talk a little bit about uh, podcasting in the news. There are two different things that happened in the last week or so that I thought we should talk about because it's so exciting. Uh, the first thing off is if you guys are familiar with the website builder Kajabi, uh, they have announced that they are integrating podcasting as a certain additional service and tool uh, into their web uh, hosting platform. So for those that are looking to launch their podcast and are currently using Kajabi and trying to integrate a way that makes it a heck of a lot easier to share your um, content. Uh, Kajabi's got a, a platform to do it. Now, I personally have not checked it out specifically yet, so I would love to hear your opinions for those that are on the Kajabi platform or those that know about it. Is it good? Is it bad? What needs to be improved? Uh, come on, podcasters. We know what we need, and it's really exciting to see that Kajabi's on board and allowing us to embed our podcasts and content a lot more easier. The other thing, too, is for those that are uh, having their podcast or looking to podcast, there is a way we distribute over our feed a reminder Podcast is typically an audio format. There are other mediums that leverage podcast uh, content, which would be like video streaming, live streaming of which I'm doing. But Pocket Cast is a directory. It's a catcher and it takes the RSS feeds, let's say from uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, for example, and they take your content and they also help cross distribute your podcast. So a lot of great news on here because Pocket Cast just got acquired by um, Automatic, which is owned by WordPress. So you're sensing a theme here, guys, because WordPress is also a website builder. And so they are, um, it sounds like to me, they're playing into the podcast hosting, distributing uh, game as well. What does that mean for us from the podcast perspective? It means our lives are going to be a lot easier to push our content out, to integrate it with our existing brand uh, websites that we currently have, web, WordPress, Kajabi, for example. So all huge for us in the podcast community. We're getting listened to. They're making life easier for us. So stay tuned for more information on that. That's pretty much all I wanted to say is 
I'm so excited. All ships rise with the tide, everyone. You know I keep saying that. And yay for us podcasters. People are actually listening. So on that note, I do want to invite a uh, person that I have been kind of stalking over the internet and LinkedIn specifically over time. Christoph Trapp, welcome to the Mike is Listening show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. It's, it's always great to connect with some of my favorite stalkers. I don't call it stalking. <laughs> it's just we're connecting, right? We're just staying connected. That's all. I love stalking. You know why? It sets people <laughs> off like, wait a minute, what are they going to say next? It's that uneasiness that sometimes maybe it's because I love that thrill of what's going to come out of my mouth next. So, um, yeah. Christoph, I, I know we've uh, we've communicated over LinkedIn, so I, I hope I don't scare you too much today, but I do appreciate you joining. Yeah, well, well, not yet, but let's see how it goes. And of course, as we know, there's all there's a tweet for every occasion, right? So let's see what you dug up. Looking forward to it. <laughs> so, look, I'll be I'll be gentle. Usually, the first time out, I, I'm usually nothing but uh, supportive and a huge advocate to make you as good looking. <laughs> and obviously, you're already good looking enough as it is. I'm just talking about put put you in the best light. It's usually a second go around where I really dig in. Uh, when the banter really gets going. And quite frankly, it's when I get put in my place pretty solidly. So if you want to do it now and preempt all that, you're welcome to, I'm used to it. No, just keep the compliments going. I'm, I'm, I'm all ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I've been watching you live stream on LinkedIn and I have to say, I've seen so many uh, great folks share their knowledge, uh, edutainment, educate, um, those that choose to promote themselves, leveraging the live stream content on LinkedIn. Can I ask you what turned you on to, to decide to put yourself on live stream on LinkedIn? Because you have to apply for it. So what, were you, what was going on in your head? Yeah, you have to apply for it. Well, I didn't really start with LinkedIn as my first uh, first stop as I was thinking about it. But, you know, I launched a podcast a few years ago. And then, of course, I live streamed many years ago. Think Periscope, Meerkat, you know, Blab, all those different networks. And uh, when I did my podcast, and now everybody wants to do podcasts, all these companies. And the way to really get the most out of your podcast is to live stream it. So you know, Jason Falls, he was he had the Jason Falls show at the time, and he was live streaming that. And I thought I should try that. And it's been it's been nothing but great. I mean, honestly, you know, I stream all of my shows to Amazon, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I am thinking about Twitch again because Twitch, you can live stream to Amazon Music, which I'm not an artist, so I might not qualify. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's just you can reach so many more people. And, you know, when people when companies launch a podcast, it makes no sense to me. And then they go, oh, we had 20 downloads. Why is it so low? Well, it's so low because you got a small audience because you, it's a new network. You know, it's you don't know anybody there yet. Um, just live stream it to all those networks that you spend years building. Um, it's a fantastic strategy for any podcaster. Here's the other thing. Yes, you can't the podcast after you're live, but why? Like, why? It was already live. You had way more people listening on live stream than the podcast. So what's who cares? And it makes people more authentic. It makes people real. They're not going to say stuff that they expect to be edited out because we're live. It doesn't go. It doesn't work, right? So... Right. Um, for all those reasons, I mean, I'm a big fan. I think I think the live streaming um, of podcasts is a fantastic strategy. I I absolutely have to agree with you on that. I there is a certain amount of I mean, 
you can't be inauthentic <laughs> when you're live streaming, right? Because you are what you are. And that's what something that I think has always appealed to me is maybe I can't, maybe it's my lack of maturity, which I know I'm, I've got the maturity of a 12 year old. I don't know how else not to be. I, I don't, even in my corporate life, uh, when I worked in, you know, tech sales back in the day, I, I would be in these meetings with CXO suite, you know, the C-suite, and I just couldn't sit there super prim and proper. If I got excited or passionate about something that we were talking about, I was letting it go. I was, I was just, you know, you know, I gesticulate a lot. Right. So that is something that I've always found fascinating is that I've, I, I noticed that if you are recorded, there seems to be some temperance, I guess, of, wait, I can pause, stop, recut, and start over again. I think there's that false sense of security, I think, in a way, if you want to change it up for, I guess, a lack of a better term. Have you ever thought to yourself, um, have you ever had a guest where they just weren't engaging with you in that live stream? How have you overcome that? where they're just kind well, of bland. Yeah. Well, it, it happens. And I just listened, I think it was the podcast pontification podcast the other day. And they talk about how somebody does a podcast and I don't remember who it was and they cut one fifth of their episodes. So after, you know, one out of five or whatever it is, they don't even publish those episodes because the guest wasn't engaging, whatever it might be. And I, I don't know if I like that strategy or not, because here's the thing, right? Yes. I made time to come on your show. You made time to have me on your show. But at the end of the day, it is also a two-way street, right? So if, if if somebody makes the time to be on somebody's show, you're just not going to publish it. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel right either if you think about it, especially if you, if you put some time in. But but on the other side, you know, my shows are now 27 minutes. And the reason is because they also get published on the DBNA television network. And that's a 27-minute time slot. And very rarely... Is it hard to fill those 27 minutes? Very rarely, because right. you, you know, you, if I have four questions, I mean, we can't go super deep on any of them, right? We kind of dive in, and then it's like time to move on to the next question. So just for that new time limit, and I've had that maybe for like 12 episodes now, something like that, um, it, it actually makes it easier. And people, people realize it's not a lot of time, so they try to get out what they want to get out. And then before you know it, you're, you're at the end. So, but it does happen. You know, some people they're just, um, you know, like, uh, you know, what did you have for breakfast this morning, Christoph? Coffee. And <laughs> we then, talked you know, about that. Like, yeah. Now you have to talk. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, or, or it turns into a bit of a, and maybe this is something I actually talked about in another podcast, uh, literally yesterday with, a another show, which is, you know, I, I begged my parting thought was if you're going to be a guest on a podcast, please be a giving guest. Meaning even if you know the host is struggling, you know, try to help them along as opposed to just sit there stoically and just stare at them, you know, and, and, and <laughs> expect them to carry the weight. If, if, if that makes sense. Um, just, just have a conversation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what would you do if you're in real life, you know, sitting in a coffee shop? I think this is the biggest thing people need to remember. We are just having a conversation. Just be real. It's a little different, right? Because, you are actually down there. Like if I'm looking at you correctly, I'm looking a little bit different than having a real life conversation. I get it. But just have a conversation. Just be real. Just share stories. You know, don't be so, um, you know, oh, I'm here. I'm the interviewer. I don't, I'm not allowed to ask any questions. Well, look, I, I think it's I, I hear you on that because I think I asked you in the very beginning, I'm like, is there anything that's off the table that I should be aware of? Right. Um, 
in general, I think 90% of people say, yeah, everything's kosher. Like, just ask me whatever. The only times I've ever had someone say, I don't want to talk about X is usually if they're speaking outside their corporate entity. <laughs> so don't mention their company or B, yeah. they just got out of jail and they're like, yeah, I can't really talk about that case just yet, you know? <laughs> so, um, or going into jail, I don't know, but, um, that's usually the only time I've ever seen anyone that's really said, no, don't, don't talk about something. So, so let's yeah. talk about this because you have the business storytelling podcast, but your website itself that I, that's how I kind of got to learn more about you is called the authentic storytelling project because it's not just a podcast that you're doing you actually have a page that's got so much more content to it and it's and start off did it start off as a blog yeah it did it's been around for i don't know seven years eight years something like that and um you know it, if i had to go back today i probably would just make it christophtrap.com which i have and i just i was going to move it over one of these days and i had a contract with a company you know for a project and they wanted it there so i just put it on the back burner didn't do it but so that's something to think about. Where do you put your content? Um, you know, that's where it started. Probably should have put it on ChristophTrap.com. Would have been a little bit easier um, because, you know, now I got the business storytelling podcast, which is not called the authentic storytelling podcast. So it evolves. But, you know, you got these different pieces. But at the end of the day, the concept of authentic storytelling still applies. Tell better stories. Be real. Be helpful share what makes a difference, you know, and and, and kind of go from there. And that's, I think, um, you know, that's all the stuff I talk about. I think it's more and more important for companies to do uh, because you can check them out easily, right? People leave, uh, be real, um, unless you're a jerk, you know, don't be a jerk, but, um, you know, share your story. So, so I have to say, I was listening to the, the one episode, I believe I am going to apologize here. Uh, if I say the name incorrectly, Junaid Ahmed, uh, yep. Is it Junaid mm -hmm. Ahmed? Uh, with, and you guys were talking about gear and hardware, which yeah. it is to me as a you know podcast producer, it always interests me to hear what other equipment and you know software people are using to to create their own content. But I thought it was interesting that you guys were talking about how you guys came about in your your own path as far as the mistakes you've made and. Uh, you know, that, that one conversation about the ring lights and, and, and glasses uh, resonates with me because I actually wear glasses in my normal life, but because I'm nearsighted, I don't need it for this particular purpose. Um, you said, or I think it was, was it Junaid that said lighting for him was the most key thing. If you're going to create some content, get your lighting down right. Do you agree with that? Because I think you guys were kind of talking about it, but I think you kind of let it slide a little bit. Do you really agree that lighting should be the first thing versus audio or the camera? I let it slide. I don't know. Maybe I was changing something on, on my, my uh, editing platform. But, you know, um, I think they all matter. But really, if you when you first start, I think audio is probably more important, honestly, um, because if people can't hear you, they're not going to uh, keep listening. Right. Especially today. I also think lighting is important. I'll give you an example. So right here, I have a ring light on the top. So see, I don't. There's no reflection because it's up high enough, right? But it it it, it lights up my uh, beautiful hair. But see, when I look up, like there, now you can see it. So that's how high it is. And then see, now you can see it in my. Um, so I, I'll never look up that way ever. Like there's no reason to, honestly. Right. And then there's another two lights behind me. And one of them actually lights up this backdrop behind me. And then the other one lights up the entire room. It's That one is really more for me than, than the live stream, just because it's a little lighter. 
important, um, but you need to probably start with audio, right? You have to have your audio. Uh, it needs to work. People need to be able to hear it, especially if you use it as a podcast. And here's right. the thing. When it comes to podcasts, um, the competition is going to get even fiercer out there, right? So if you think your 20 downloads right now are bad, wait until everybody else in your niche, in your vertical is doing a podcast. You know, you're going to have to step it up somehow. And and audio is simple enough. I mean, you can hear me. I, I sound okay, right? Yeah. Sound great. And, I mean, I get a I got a mic right in front of me right here. It's not even right in my face. In fact, what I learned, I used to pull it in. And on Amazon, I still pull it in because I like people to see it, right? So they might buy it, right? You have the link. But here, it doesn't make any difference. So I, it's literally in the same spot all day. And it just, you know, it, it, it works. And the mic I have, I think 80 bucks, maybe. It's available sometimes for 50 bucks. So it's you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on one piece of equipment. But I think... As you're growing, you want to make sure you you get the right equipment and you you sound and good uh, sound and look as good as you can. I absolutely agree with that. I I've that, when I was listening to that conversation, I was laughing because so many times in the very beginning when I consult with clients about how they want to go about uh, launching a podcast, there are some that just don't have the budget for it. Right? Sometimes mm -hmm. they're just kind of you know, lead a horse to water. If they can do and start off a few episodes, then they'll get the funding from the powers that be to see, hey, let's a pilot episode, if you will. And I I get it. You don't need to drop tons of money initially, but do understand from a personal branding or corporate branding perspective, it does reflect if you have poor equipment um, over time. Now, unless that's the vibe of your show, right? Where you're meant to be out and about on the streets and you're meant to be spontaneous. That's a totally different type of, uh, you know, energy, if, if you will, and type of content that you're putting out there. But I find most corporate or branded podcasts tend to be a bit more professionally oriented in the context of, again, like this conversation that we're having right here, it's more face-to-face. -face. So, okay. It's true. Go you ahead. make it sound and look so easy, Christoph. So let me ask you this. What's the one big mistake you did when you first started doing this? Well, big mistake. That's always, I mean, what's the definition of big? I mean, I made so many mistakes on all these different shows, you know. Um, you lose a guest along the way. Somebody's audio isn't working. Here's, you know, one mistake I just made the other day. There's technically three Wi-Fi networks in this house, right? Because I got like extenders and, and there's 5G in some parts, whatever. And I need to be on the Wi-Fi that's right next to me, literally. So when StreamYard tells you you should plug in, I don't even know what they're talking about. I don't even know how to plug anything in anywhere, right? There's Wi-Fi in this house. I don't know. I don't even have any cables to plug anything in. So anyway, no offense to StreamYard. Other people tell me that too. Plug in. I don't know how to do it. Um, so I got a Wi-Fi extender right next to me. But sometimes I forget to, to connect my iPad to that extender. So when I do that, what happens is that's where I mix the show together on my iPad. You know, the connection is bad because it's connected to 5G, which works well if I'm sitting in front of the TV, but doesn't work as well when I'm down here. So once you're live, you can't fix it. You know, oh, yeah. so now you're stuck. You have to start anew or you have to you, you just, you know, you, you roll with it. So it's just something to keep in mind, like whatever, like you just roll with it. Right. Something happens. Um, you try to remember the next time. I don't know what other mistakes I've made. I mean, I, all kinds of things have gone wrong over the, the last couple of years um, when it comes to live streaming. Um, 
never i don't think i've ever had any really awkward conversations where you i think i had one time before i went live somebody wanted to cut something out because they didn't want to have it on air but um yeah i think those are some of those things and, and stuff will happen like just get over it like just roll with it you know what's your backup plan uh what are you going to do next and and go from there it's really not a big deal you know, it's so funny because when you're on live stream, you feel like, oh, my God, that camera is staring at me and everyone, anyone that's watching me right now is going to judge me poorly for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it does crack me up because that is the joy of live. That's why I think there was and I apologize. I'm going to cough again <clears throat> like this, for example. Oh, my gosh. My throat started itching. <clears throat> Power to the broadcasters that can talk through when they need to have a coughing fit. But that's the joy of back. Do you remember back in the 60s where there'd be live TV and all the variety? Like, Carol, wasn't Carol Burnett live? I mean, I might have slightly I, dated no, I myself. I don't remember. I am old, but not that old. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not that old either, but I do re reference things because I love Carol Burnett and I've absolutely been obsessed just seeing how that ensemble made things look so effortless. And when they would break character all the time, you know, from a, you know, the producer and the director are like, no, you know, but at the same time, it was also part of their knit or kitsch, right? It was that how, how often could they break character with each other to finish the segment? But that tells you, at least from, even from a TV production perspective, that SHIT happens, right? So why should we expect as us, as, you know, individual content creators uh, should have some perfectly, you know, perfectly run no errors no you know snafu live stream issues and so i, well, I am it, begging and imploring give yourself grace I people mean, i mean and think about it Ca having to cough that's not an error like having to think about an answer that's not an error i mean it's like just like that's just life you know what i mean like my kid walking in and you know who cares like it's life what's the big deal just move forward be real and again going back to authenticity so let me ask you this because you you start you titled it the uh, authenticity um storytelling project and then you switched over to the business storytelling project why 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 move away from authenticity and why well, focus on the business well i well, it's not a storytelling podcast, and on TV it's called the Business Storytelling Show. So they're all oh, sorry. related, but people, you know, but I mean, it's all related. It's just you know, what are people doing? Are they telling business stories? Are they, you know, what is it? You know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I think a lot of people, they, a lot of business people don't necessarily um, relate to authentic storytelling on its own. They relate to it, you know, as part of what they're trying to do, but they don't say, oh, I need to tell better authentic stories. What they're really trying to do is they try to tell better stories to drive some kind of results, right? So you have to kind of figure out what's the right terminology. So they all kind of go hand in hand. It's not like I make them move away from it, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how they fit together. Okay, but let's talk about the word authenticity because I've used this and I've seen people use this uh, consistently. And I'm going to hammer on it a little bit because um, I consult for uh, a lot of business uh, tech, tech organizations. Yeah. And uh, when I beg them, please, what is your why? What are you, why are you doing this? You know, what's, what, what is, what is it, what is it about you that makes you unique? Right. I feel like at times 
business entities don't fully understand what to be authentic means. In a lot of ways, they feel like push their brand as in push their product or push their service, but not exactly what they are and who they are and what they represent. So if you could talk to an entity right now and say, look, if you want to be authentic, you should do X or how you should look at yourself as Y. Do you make those suggestions at all? Or do you see how they could possibly look at being authentic a different way? Well, I mean, the, the whole discussion about what's your why is always interesting, right? Because there's a lot of companies out there that they didn't start to do something bigger, right? They started to find a way to make money, which th that's okay to do. I'm not opposed to making money either, honestly. Uh, but you have to find a better story than just we want to make money, right? Um, right. Especially if you are in an industry, and I don't know who isn't in a easily, uh, you, you have to stay in front of people. You have to find a better story. I'll give you an example. I won't tell any names, but there is actually a platform out there that I've used before, maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, or, or I knew about them maybe 10 years ago, and then I used them for a short time eight years ago. And they're, they're always in front of people. They're top of mind when I need that platform. Unfortunately, their platform really sucked, you know? So when I dove in, their good marketing and their good story didn't help me, but they were always top of mind, you know? without always telling me about the features and the benefits and all that. And there's a time to do that, but what's, you know, what, what's conversation can your company participate in? What can you do? Um, and, you know, do that. I mean, share, do a podcast, just talk about related topics, you know, write some interesting articles. Um, and I think companies are struggling with that because years ago, you know, you would just talk about here, work with us. We're the best and prove it prove us wrong nobody could right but today people right. can prove you wrong i'll give you an example but at one point it, it felt like they were um you know almost scamming us out of some money because so basically what happened is they were renting kayaks at 4 30 for an hour but the shop closed at five o'clock but they were very willing to take my money for an hour without saying we're going to close in 30. so oh. um guess what it's not my responsibility as a customer well you know what First of all, I got the money back from my credit card. Second of all, I wrote a review. Um, and you know what? People look at the reviews. I mean, that review alone had like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of views already on Google. So my point is, if you do it, you know, people can share what they know and people can share their opinions and thoughts. So the more you can get that story aligned with what you're actually trying to do, what you're good at and you know, expand it from just your benefits and features. I think it's very helpful for companies. You know what, that you just nailed it on hand. And I, I just wanted to like wrap you up in a little box and just take you with me as I talk to my clients as well. So thank you, Christoph. And I really appreciate your time on here. So for those that wanna to get to know you, want to get a hold of you, um, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, I'm easy to find Christoph Trab. You can literally just Google it, LinkedIn. Please connect. Uh, feel, please let me know you heard me on the show. Don't send me a message, Christoph. It looks like you're human. I'm human too. Let's connect. I hate those messages, um, but feel free to connect. Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever. You know, the, Check out the podcast, the Business Storytelling Podcast. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts, all the different channels. Um, Currently, Amazon Music is actually starting to become my favorite app. We'll, we'll see if it stays there. I go back and forth, Spotify, Google Podcast, and now um, Amazon Music, but it seems to change. Well, that it does, doesn't it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, update my show notes on there, have all, all information on the links for you. 
Christoph Trapp, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Now that I've actually got to talk to you in person versus us over email, it is awesome to get to know you. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to, to, to getting to learn more from you. And by the way, I love your live streams because it does feel like a masterclass. So anyone, please hit it up. On that note, I think what we're going to do here is uh, next week, we are very excited to welcome Megan Jaco. She's a cybersecurity BA, meaning bad ASS. I love her to death. She's uh, with the Cyber Future Foundation um, as a consulting engineer, and I cannot wait to talk to her. Obviously, for those that know my background in security, this is I'm probably going to be way more spasmatic than I am right now. So, um, Christoph got lucky a little bit. I'm a little bit more subdued than normal. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, perfect stalker yet. <laughs> it, I, I know well i'm gonna have a hard time stalking megan let me tell you my friend i've tried already I, i'm gonna fail profusely but on that note on that note everyone have a great week we'll see you next week and the mic is listening be sure to check out christoph trap guys thanks <laughs>